Thank you guys for tuning into the Purple Team podcast. I am joined today by George Ortiz. Super excited to have him here. He is a expert Purple Teamer and a CTO, fans instructor, all round cool guy. And I'll let him introduce himself in case I, don't, in case I miss anything out. Take it away, George. Hello, everyone. My name is George Orchias, and I am the Chief Technology Officer at Scythe. Scythe is a startup that has created an adversary emulation platform to facilitate running red team engagements and purple team exercises. Prior to joining Scythe, I worked for 10 years at Citigroup running the offensive security team everything from vulnerability assessment through penetration testing to red teaming and purple teaming. On my free time, I was the co-creator of a community project called the C2 Matrix, a command and control comparison framework where we look at various different tools and their capabilities. We're up to 48 of those tools. I also teach for SANS. I've been a certified instructor teaching the pen test curriculum, Security 504, Security 560. Those are the ones that train you up to get your GCIH and your GPEN. And I also have a two-day red team exercises and adversary emulation course that you can take live online or on demand at any time. So that's a quick intro and thank you for having me on. No, no, thank you for, for joining me. Um, you just mentioned that you do a two-day course. How do people get access to that? Because I will put that in the um, I will put that in the blurb, the write-up. Yep, sans.org slash sec564. Sans.org564, okay. Great. Okay, so I'm really keen to have you on today because we're very much on the same page when it comes to purple teaming. Um, I, I know you are passionate about the adversary emulation aspect of purple teaming as well. I've done a bit of cyber stalking before we spoke today. Um, mm-hmm. So I strongly believe that a good pen test even needs to be predicated upon an adversary emulation of some sort. It needs to be incredibly relevant to the environment and their, their threat landscape. So um, can you just tell me a little bit more about what you're seeing in the industry, in the cybersecurity industry, and why you are interested in adversary emulation, um, purple yes, teaming. Of course. So what I've saw, especially uh, those 10 years working at the large enterprise, is that the definition and really the scope of penetration testing has become more and more limited as time has gone on. We see this based on some regulations, things like PCI DSS and others, where they are really bogging down the pen test and what is possible there by saying only test this particular technology, only find vulnerabilities and exploit those vulnerabilities on these IP addresses or this web application or this new solution. So that has really moved us away from being threat intelligence led. And that's where the whole red teaming and adversary emulation came in because it's not only about testing technology, but it's about testing 
and measuring and improving people, process, and technology. And that's where adversary emulation has come in, is where we use cyber threat intelligence to find a threat actor that has the, cap the capability, the intent, and the opportunity to attack the target organization. We gather threat intelligence on them. We map this back to MITRE ATT&CK and more specifically TTPs or tactics, techniques, and procedures so that we can then emulate what a real adversary would do against the target organization and have a better view of what would be possible and really prioritize what we need to focus on so that that threat actor does not breach the organization. Awesome. Um, yeah, very much on the same page. So um, I had a look at something you did previously where you um, spoke at the SANS Purple Team Summit um, and you, you're on the board of advisors for SANS as well, aren't you? Um, Yep. So you you um you mentioned on that I think your talk was around um in person purple teaming. What do you mean by in person purple teaming? Yes, so um this was the inaugural purple team summit that Sands did and it was a huge success. I mean, I think a lot of people are are seeing the value provided by purple teaming and mm -hmm. the talk um was about running your first purple team exercise. And it kind of told the story of how I got to that spot, which was that in this enterprise, while we were leveraging cyber threat intelligence to do red team engagements, we weren't really caring too much about the blue team. We weren't telling them anything, right? They were zero knowledge, red team engagements. And after doing a few of those, the blue team starts to really not like you, especially on an mm -hmm. internal team. And that's really bad for collaboration and for efficiency, because at the end of the day, we're all on the same team. And I use the analogy of a sparring partner quite frequently where you train with them, right? Even though you might be throwing punches and defending against your partner, you never want to actually knock them out. You want to have a good relationship. And then when the bad guy comes, right, when Rocky has to fight the big bad guy, you're on the same team. You're on the same corner and you are working together. So that collaboration was very important. What happened in this particular enterprise, and as I've talked to other organizations, it seems to be uh, quite, quite common that the red team and the blue team do not get along. And what we did there to kind of mend that cultural, you know, try, try to foster a, a culture of collaboration was we brought everyone together physically in person and did this uh, in-person exercise. So I know today it's not ideal for that. And that's why I've kind of pivoted and started working on how to do your first purple team exercise and really get more people involved because it does bring value to the organization and, and efficiencies and improve security. So how to do this remotely in, in the current landscape that we're in. Okay, so um, what have you done with that then? Is there something in particular that you wanna say about um, remote working when it comes to purple teaming? Because we've done that at that security company and. Um, it wasn't ideal, but it definitely worked well and we achieved everything that we wanted to achieve. Um, so it can be done, but 
yeah what's your opinion on that then yeah so i it definitely can be done um it's just harder because it depends on the culture right uh mm. unfortunately we just have to operate like this for now and exactly. you shouldn't yeah. and, and, you, and you shouldn't delay going to purple teaming or or having you know 2020 goals because of this right so we have to adapt um one of the things that we're doing here and your listeners will hear it first it's not public yet but we'll be releasing a free framework called the purple team exercise framework and this framework will allow you to run a purple team exercise and really build a purple team program and hopefully eventually get you to doing continuous purple teaming and the framework kind of teaches you and shows your senior management look this is where the industry is going this is the value that's going to provide. It has these efficiencies. We will be able to measure and improve our people, process and technology much quicker, more efficiently, and really test the assumptions. So the framework will be available for free. It's about 20 pages of how to do it, all the way from gathering cyber threat intelligence on, an, on a threat actor to setting up the environment we like doing a lot of our purple team testing in production because that is where all the security tools are and where the processes work the best and how to go through an entire exercise will there be a link to this that i will be able to link on the podcast write up yes i will give you the link it's like i said it's not public yet but we yep. should today or tomorrow so hopefully by the time your listeners are hearing this, we will have the link there for them. I've already done a lot of the cyber threat intel. We've created adversary emulation plans. So really mapping that framework to what a practical exercise will look like. So you can show the framework as your proposal. This is what we're going to do. These are the steps. Hopefully get that buy-in. As you mentioned, there's the executive summary, there's roles and responsibilities, really to get people that don't know or maybe have only heard of purple teaming but haven't practically done one to buy into it and then, of course, show value. And that's extremely important. That's why we're all here. We want to improve security and we have to show value. Have a sort of brief overview of the framework that you do. I know I've got this document in front of me, but just for people that are listening, um, just if you could explain these like skeletally about your framework, that would be awesome. Yep. So at a high level, it covers how a purple team exercise should be executed. And I'll go through those steps first, but then touch on all the preparation that really goes around it. Um, because at a high level, it's it's it sounds very easy, but this is one of those things that are easier said than done. So generally, when you kick off a purple team exercise, you have members of the cyber threat intelligence team, members of the red team and the blue team. And of course, the blue team can be a number of different people. The blue team are the defenders, the security operations center, the hunt team, digital forensics and incident response, or if you don't have a blue team, it could be a managed security service provider. The red team's the offensive team. They are in charge of emulating the adversary and the cyber threat intelligence team. It's the one that creates and provides the cyber threat intelligence. So you bring everyone together, and I mentioned in that SANS inaugural summit, bringing everyone together in a room, in this case, we're going to do this remotely because of the current landscape, and the you'll have a kickoff. So, so generally a manager, someone senior will 
talk about the value of doing purple teaming, why you've been taking out, taken out of your day-to-day -day job to sit through this training. And this will be a hands-on keyboard training. So the cyber threat intel or an exercise coordinator or the red team will present the adversary that will be emulated during this exercise. We'll cover the tactics, techniques, and procedures and technical details. Then the attendees will have a tabletop discussion of the security controls and expectations for a particular TTP. So Emotep, for instance, is in the news lately. They're back mm -hmm. after a few months of a hiatus and we, we can look at them as an example. We'll actually be doing Threat Thursday, uh, this Thursday coming up on, on them. So we'll, you'll have an adversary emulation plan if, if you wanna look at what one looks like. So if we look at their TTPs, one of the first things that they do is they, they send these phishing emails with subjects of invoice or uh, RE, and it has an attachment. So we can tabletop this within all the security functions that are partaking here in the purple team and say, okay, th this is coming in. Maybe it's coming in through our gateway, maybe Proofpoint, which is our security provider on the email gateway. Maybe they'll catch this, or maybe our internal email server security software will catch this. And then if it doesn't, if someone opens this, surely the person will realize that they don't have this invoice. They're not gonna click on that. And in this case, you have a people uh, type of test. Or what happens if they actually open it? Well, if they open it, Microsoft Word will open, um, you know, word.exe, and then we're going to see some things happen, but depending on the payload. And, you know, it's just a discussion, really a round table discussion. And then the red team says, okay, let's emulate this. So the red team okay. shares their screen, they show this, and there's a lot of prep that goes into this, but again, at a high level, the red team will show how they email this, how they created that Word document, how, where the weaponization is. They'll share all their information, their IP address, the um, where the email server is coming from, who it's being sent to, et cetera. That gets executed. Everyone sees that on the screen. So in this point, the blue team is currently learning how the red team operates and how the adversary operates. Then in step four, we have the blue team, uh, the SOC hunt team, D for analysts, et cetera, will follow their processes. They will try to detect this. They'll see if there's were logs around it. In this case, maybe look at email logs or proxy logs of any outbound communication, look at their endpoint security. The D for analysts will, can look at memory, see if there's anything there. And if there is, then now it's the blue team's turn to show the red team what they do. And then they share their screen. They show, look, these logs were created. This was blocked or this was alerted or this was logged. Or we have this forensic artifact here. The next step is to document these results. The initial test was successful. Red team executed the TTP and the blue team was able to find some logs. Unfortunately, it did not alert. Okay can we fix this right now? So in the next step, are there any adjustments or tuning we can do right now to maybe alert to this? And they will tune that. They will uh, let the red team know that they have tuned their security controls, maybe got an alert working. Please repeat the TTP. The red team will repeat it. And this is where consistent and reliable adversary emulation is important, right? The red team has to be able to consistently execute the same thing multiple times. 
they repeat it, and then hopefully now it did alert. Great, let's document that. And you repeat this entire process for the next TTP, right? And if you've noticed, it's not just one TTP that I mentioned, it's what we call an attack chain. So you go through the cycle for all the TTPs that are attributed back to this uh, particular adversary that was chosen, and that is how you do the practical purple team exercise. Now, all of that has a lot of preparation to get to this point and everyone be uh, together collaborating. And obviously a red team needs to know what TTPs are gonna execute. The blue team needs to have their security tools provisioned, et cetera. And really the document focuses on all that preparation because the practical part the red and blue teams will be able to do is just being prepared and having everything set up before the exercise so that it's efficient. So people aren't troubleshooting a tool or troubleshooting why something's not working when it should be working and and really get the most value out of your teams being in this exercise. I think if people are trained in working in a certain way, it empowers them to to continue doing it and continue using those processes. So yeah, I think that, I think that's awesome. And I think for me, that's one of the best parts of purple teaming that you um you know if the if the blue team are more confident on the attacks and um, defending against them, and they understand how the red team are working, the red team then have to up their game. So it forces the entire ecosystem to be better. So yeah, exactly. I'm, exactly. I'm a fan of it. Yep, and and that's the whole point. Is everyone get better, and that way, when a real attack occurs, everyone is on the same team, and hopefully can fight off the adversary and and not have a breach. Awesome. So, how does the Skythe platform um, fit in? How does so, that uh, enable enable this process to work smoother? Yep. So Scythe, uh, again, it's probably the... Sorry, best. I pronounced it so wrong. No, no worries. So Scythe is an adversary emulation platform. It also allows for some automation, right? So we're not saying we're going to automate the red team or automate this entire process because as you've seen on the framework, this is a process, right? But yeah. what we want to do is when you do get to the part of the red team executing that TTP, we want that already set up. So in Scythe, you can create campaigns. These campaigns are per adversary that you're creating or per attack chain that you have put together. So you can actually automate various different TTPs that will all execute one after the other. So instead of just getting a shell and typing something like PowerShell, you know, invoke power view or something like that, right? You can actually automate all those steps and it creates these binaries or these executables that you can run. And every time you run it, it will consistently execute the same TTPs over and over, which allows you to now make sure that, and really focus on the blue team side, that the mm. logs are working, that the alerts are working. If they didn't, you do your tuning and then you run this executable again, and it will be very consistent. It will do exactly what it did every single time. So it allows you to, one, be consistent, two, be able to automate some of these attack chains together, and then three, uh, be, be reliable and really spend time on 
the things that will improve, which is on the blue team side. So it's, you know, it's an adversary emulation platform. It allows automation, but it's not there to replace anyone. It's, it's really there to make your processes, make your red team and blue teams better. that was amazing and talented George Ortiz. Thank you guys for listening. I will put his information in the bio if you need to follow up with him on anything else. And there will also be a link to that framework. Thanks, guys.